don't know. I, it's weird. I wasn't even really angry with him. It just kind of happened. I've been planning on killing for a while now. The two of them or just anybody? Pretty much anybody. So wait, so you, um, your ashtray was on fire? It was on fire, yeah. The last time it was on fire at the very end of us recording, but I didn't want to interrupt you. I, I just dumped dumped a bunch of beer into it and put it out. Does beer start on fire? Not the stuff I drink. No, I don't drink that <laughs> high-octane garbage that hobos drink. <laughs> I, I drink some quality Belgian beer. Uh, yeah. Those Belgians, mm, they make good waffles. Hey, we're going to do something different this time. Okay. When uh, when we start and everything, I'm not going to edit any of it. Okay. I have a feeling you've started now then, if that's the case. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll have to wait till you get it in your earballs in the public feeds. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so, you ready to start? I'm ready, yeah. All right. I might be shifting around quite a bit here. It's cold here. It's negative, uh, negative 35, but feels like negative 42 right now. Nice. What am I hearing? Okay. Let's see. Want to clap in? Yeah, you want to clap in? Yeah, yeah. Negative 35. What, like, what is, what is that, uh, Temperatures rating system is a Kelvin. What are you using there? I don't know. I have no idea. That's a good is it question. Fahrenheit? It's not Fahrenheit. Uh, I don't know. Well, we use Celsius. The way oh, I remember Celsius. that is, a, yeah, Fahrenheit nine uh, eleven. You guys did that movie over there. That's how I always remember. We're Celsius. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, because negative thirty. What'd you say? Negative forty three. Negative thirty five, but negative forty two. It feels like so. That's wind chill, I guess. Yeah, negative forty-two would be uh, really cold here because zero Celsius is thirty-two degrees Fahrenheit. Once it once it hits a certain temperature, like of cold, it, we're at the same. We're, we're it's the same. It's negative. One, I think it's mm. like negative thirty-two or something. We're both at negative thirty-two. Uh, ah, but anyways, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not. Are a- you? No, I don't. I took some fashion classes in um, art institute, but I would not. No, nah, I wouldn't say I did it professionally. Uh. All right, hey, let's roll into this. Uh, let's get started. I'm gonna. Sure. So, okay, we're not gonna edit. I'm just gonna let it ride the whole time. Okay, that's terrifying. Yeah. Great. So, like, if you swear, I'm not going to edit it. Okay. I've been working on that, though. I, I haven't been swearing much at all. I've been saying strange words instead. Like That's friggin'. Fun. I like yeah. that. Just to, just to show you, but, I, but we're going to keep it edgy. Watch this. Balls. I'm not even going to cut that out. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> You're a bad man, Up. I know. You're a bad I know man. It. All, all right. right. Here, here we go. Ready? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, hi, Luna. Hi, operator. How uh, how you been? Good. It's cold here, like I was just saying. Um, I went to the store, and I'm walking up, freezing cold, 
and this Hutterite guy or Amish Mennonite, I don't know, uh, Hutterite, I believe that they are out here, mm. uh, comes walking up. They dress, mm, I don't want to say this because you're not going to edit anything out, like scarecrows. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or like awesome. It, you know. Very and, recognizable is what, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, like, you know what I mean. And uh, I don't think that they're listening anyway, so don't get to worry too much. <laughs> Let's like crank up the ham radio or whatever. So me and this Hutterite guy, I believe they're Hutterite, walking up at the same time. And it's been my goal since I moved out here to make one of these guys laugh. They won't laugh. They're very serious people. <laughs> there was uh, a time when they were, they were selling tomatoes. So I come up and I'm, I'm asking to buy some tomatoes. And I asked that they take debit. And the guy looked at me like I wasn't even there, like looked right through me. No, we don't take debit. Like, I, I know. I, I'm just joking around. What do you think? I'm going to pull my debit card out and swipe it through your wooden teeth? Like, uh, I know you don't take debit. So, anyways, <clears throat> just joking. That, right. that doesn't get any laps. Yeah. No. So, we are standing there and we're both about to go in the door. I'm like, go ahead, man. And he, he goes first. And then I go buy, get my stuff and I'm up at the counter and he's there again. And I usher him through again. I'm like, go ahead, man. And he looks at me and I go, yeah, I'm a real nice guy. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that cracked him up. Like he started laughing like crazy. So it's been a good day. I made a Amish, Hutterite, men, whatever. Uh, you know, one of those guys laugh. So that was yeah. nice. Other than the uh, the identifiable attire, like scarecrows or you know whatever standard. 1800s fashion. I would say, you know what? I would say it's very down to earth fashion. No frills, literally no frills. You know. (laughs) Um, Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what defines uh, that group of of people? No, Uh, they live off the grid. I don't know. Yep, they do live off the grid. There's there's actually some variations in those 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 groups. Um, They they are. It's fundamentally religious beliefs that that maintain that they maintain that make them Amish, uh, Mennonite, or Hutterite or the or the kind. Um, you got your Catholics, right? Right. Okay, and the Catholic, I mean, the Catholic religion. That, that one thing that sets them uh, apart from a lot of other religions is the way they baptize humans. Um, they <laughs> they throw them into water when they're babies. Uh, and there's a religious backing behind that as to why they support that belief. A lot of mm-hmm. Protestant religions or basically anyone that protested the way the Catholics did things or Protestant, Protestant, those Protestant religions, a lot of them don't baptize babies necessarily. They wait till you're older or like have an, what they call age of accountability. So that could be any time where huh. they've believed that someone is old enough to uh, know right from wrong, for example. So children could get baptized, uh, you know, adults definitely. One thing mm-hmm. that sets the the Catholics and the Protestant religions apart from Hutterites, Mennonites, uh, and uh, what's the other uh, – Hutterite, Mennonite. And Amish? Amish. Is they are called, a, a term called Anabaptist, or they, they believe that um, baptism is not a sacrament as much as it's just, it's a symbol. Uh, so it's not a required thing. Like Jesus didn't say, you got to get baptized. They believe it's a symbol of, of follow, of worship or, or following a certain 
Christian principle or set of principles. So yeah, that, that's one thing that sets them apart is that they only baptize adults. Okay. Yeah, you wow. like that? Well, good to know. Yeah, good to know. I'm glad this is the episode we chose not to do any editing on. Too. I, That's good. I, I think you drank two beers while I said that. I did. I did. I'm looking at the wine. I got half a bottle of wine here for some reason too. Okay, one more it's thing. Monday. So yeah. your 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 Mennonites and your what is the other one? I keep forgetting. Oh my God, Amish. Amish. So Amish and Mennonites uh, are set apart from Hutterites in that Hutterites are communal. They live in communes, groups, whereas yeah. the the Amish and the Mennonite don't necessarily live that way. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, did I totally just like smoke your story about the funny Hutterite man? I guess my fun fact might kind of buried it. No, no, I appreciate knowing a little bit more. I'm ignorant, but they don't talk much. I mean, you try to talk to them and they just, they don't want to talk to you. They just want to sell you some tomatoes or potatoes or yeah. they want you to give them your nails that, are, that aren't bent that you've used. Really? They're, they reuse stuff like crazy, which I really appreciate. So they'll um, just take, they're like, is that a thing? They'll literally be like, hey, do you have any not bent nails? Yep. Yeah. Even if they're bent, they'll take them. Wow. Hey, you got some stuff that you're not using? We'll use it all. That's, yeah, definitely. That's amazing. Uh, I know that, uh, like, if you've ever been in an RV, like a big fancy RV, oftentimes the cabinetry in those RVs is made by Amish people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You betcha. <laughs> I just want to say thanks for saying yeah, you betcha. Because uh, another guy we know, Kent Chungus, he 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 doesn't say anything when I tell him really informative things. He just <laughs> sometimes ignores me. <laughs> he leaves you hanging. It's, I've heard that. Yeah, I like kinda that. Hurt, kind of <laughs> hurts my heart a little, but at the same time, I respect him. <laughs> okay, hey, I got a question for you. Sure. Okay, which I'm going to list off a, a series of. Things and you tell me okay. your answer. Well, the question is, hey, hey Luna, hey. hey Luna, which caliber of ammunition do you think is the most powerful? And here you go. Uh, okay, you got uh, twenty-two jet center fire magnum. Okay, twenty-two jet center fire magnum. Mm -hmm. A two-two-three, a fifty BMG, a five hundred magnum, or a nine millimeter. Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know anything about it. I, I would. I thought you were going to say cannonball because that would be the one that I would choose. <laughs> well, if I did, you would have been right. Yes, if we were in 1776, that was definitely probably the apex uh, caliber. Yes. All right. Um, it's not nine millimeter. I know that. So okay. I'll go with uh, the. <clears throat> I don't know the first one that you said. Twenty-two jet center fire magnum. Yeah, it says jet in it. I like that. That sounds yeah. powerful. It's the weakest of all of them. <laughs> All right. Okay. Actually, of of those, the the biggest daddy of all of them is the fifty BMG. If you hold up your hand, the twenty twenty two jet center fire magnum is about the length of the middle knuckle on your pinky. That's about how long those are. Okay. okay. The fifty BMG is as long as your middle finger from the knuckle on your 
that connects to your hand to the end of your finger. That's about the size of a v- yes, middle finger. This exactly. finger? Oh. That hurts. Wow, that hurts my heart. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that one, that bullet, is that's a big all around right there. Mm-hmm. The 50 BMG was designed to actually disable car engines from a, as up to a mile away. So, oh, no, there's a car coming down the road one mile away. Shoot at it, and then it will actually dis- it'll break the block on an engine. That's how powerful that round is. Wow. Do you know what else would do that? What? A cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am rarely wound up in my fun facts, but you just wound me up. You did. You wound me up. You warmed me up and you wound me up. Yeah. I'm going to um, buy a cannon. Yeah. Okay. So based on the information that I just gave you, if you could, if it were legal where you were or whatever, which would you keep in a safe place for home defense? Uh, probably a nine millimeter. Okay, that of of all those is pretty yeah pretty safe. Uh, I would recommend none of them. That you should keep a shotgun. <laughs> oh yeah, I want a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. pray and spray. That's what you want in the middle of the dark. You don't want to have to like you know pinpoint your shot at all. You just want to be able to open fire. Yeah, that's also how I have two kids. The old pray and spray. <laughs> 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 That's how you got them. <laughs> yeah, it's oh man! Yeah. If you know what I mean, up uh, balls. What? <laughs> oh, did, did I? Do you have hymns go through your head? No. When when we say awkward things, do hymns just start singing in your head? No, I don't know any hymns, so no. For you, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. Turn me around. No, turn me around. You never have that happen to you? <laughs> no. God. No. Sound like Elvis. Keep on a walking and keep on a talking. March of the freedom land. I ain't gonna let. Like, did that never happen to you? Wow. No, that doesn't happen to me. Oh, either. happens to me. Every- I just watched uh, King Creole with um, Elvis Presley. That's that sounds. That's what you sound like to me. Oh, thank you. I haven't watched that movie. Is there shrimp in it? Actual shrimp in it? I, I only got through the first 15 minutes or so. He was singing to a bunch of people off a balcony, and it, it was awkward. I stopped. <laughs> I was trying to watch some old movies, and I, I'm not into it. <laughs> well, at least you gave it a shot, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, I realize, I do, I realize those, and I've thought about this a lot, th- those kind of questions that I ask at the beginning, you know, where I kind of set you up with the, hey, and then I ask you something. They're pretty unfair. Those questions are unfair. Uh-huh. It, 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 that, it might be just me looking to try to poof up myself at your expense. You know, Poof I, up, eh? Yeah, poof. You know, poof me up. Poof my own self up. Poof up. Poof up. <laughs> okay. Right? Keep, let's go. Keep going. Just go. That's right, right? Poof up. Poof, <laughs> poof myself up. It's good enough, I guess. You know, kind of fluff. I don't think it's right. You fluff yourself up, like you fluff your own self. You ever fluff yourself? (sighs) Talking to someone? Sure, but it's not poof up. I mean, I can't think of what it's supposed to be. Um, You'd probably say I'm right then. Sure, you're right. Okay, yes. Poof up. All right. But let me tell you what it is. It's, it's not – a lot of people are probably like, yes, it's the operator trying to poof himself up. But it's not. In reality, the more I learn, the less I really think I know. So I am really actually still really humble in that way. 
Uh, the real reason that I'm attracted to asking you the real hard-hitting questions, I want you to know this, is because you are one of the most smartest people I know. And it makes me feel good to ask you questions that you don't know. So it really isn't about me at all. It's about you. If you were a dumb person, mm. I would ask you simpler questions like, what's your favorite color? Of meat, you know, or basics of you know, dumb person questions for people to answer, like, how many fingers am I holding up, ma'am? Follow my flashlight with your eyes, and I'm going to do a quick search of your person for contraband. You may feel the edge of my hand against the underwire of your bra, should you be wearing one. But this is all Whoa. being filmed for both yours and my safety. Next, I will ask you to blow on something and walk down the street for me. Oh, you'd be really bad at trying to coerce a woman into a terrible situation. <laughs> hey, I'm not trying to poof myself up here, but uh, <laughs> uh, touch the underwire of your bra and blow on something. Like, what I you, don't know. I'll tell you what. I think you? if I was a cop and I was being that considerate, telling her that she might feel my hand on the underside of her brassiere, I don't think I'd have to poof myself up at all. I think she'd probably fluff me verbally. <sighs> For myself, so you'd be like, you know, you're you are very polite, and your suit looks very shiny. <laughs> I like to see you try it. Okay, can you feel this? <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? No. Okay, moving on. If you're a dumb person, I'd ask you questions like that. Okay. This. Okay. okay. I'll get right into this call because I feel like we've been chitter chattering for a long time. Yeah. Okay, this call is uh, brought to us by another great listener named Eric Matthew and his wife, Taylor. They actually listen to our show to fall asleep at night, which sounds probably less effective than NyQuil. But, hey, Matthew, hey, Eric and Taylor, I hope you sleep well. Now, here we go. This call that we're going to listen to, it's not placed by Jamie Evans. Okay. Jamie Evans is the mom of the family involved here. Okay? Mm -hmm. Jamie mm -hmm. and her family were a really close family with intimate ties to the community. Um, and when I say intimate, I mean that they were integrated into the community. They weren't like, you know, there wasn't any hanky-panky going on. They're just intimate with the community. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, they moved into a peaceful gated community in Aledo County, Texas in the year 2000. I figured, a gay community? No, Aledo. Aledo County, Texas, not a gay community. Oh, oh no, gated. They were ga it was a gated community. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, similar to gay community except there's bars involved. Well, that's there's a lot of bars in gay communities too. Yeah, and there's also probably a lot of gates inside those bars hanging from the ceiling. Not just gate bars either. Like, I've been in some dance clubs where there are people in cages. <laughs> All right, keep going. Never been in a bar in my life. Um. Anyway, so they moved there in 2000. Probably, I'm guessing, statistically, they probably moved there right after, you know, they realized Y2K wasn't going to shut down the world. So they're like, let's move to Texas. So they did. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 12 years. In 2012, uh, Jamie was living there with her husband and their two youngest children, 17-year-old Jake and 15-year-old Mallory. Uh, they had a daughter that was away at college, 
uh, that was coming home in a few days, and their oldest daughter lived across the street with their grandparents, with her grandparents. So this would have been like Jamie's parent level, you know, like the level of parent to Jamie and her husband, but to her kid, it's a grandparent. So the girl lived with her grandma. grandma. Okay. All right. Got it. I'm, I'll, I will attach later on Patreon, I will attach a family tree for visual reference of this yeah. family. Did you just try to explain to me what a grandparent was? Yeah. <laughs> and, Possibly. And I'm confused now what a grandparent is. Just lean on that thing that I said that you're one of the smartest people I know, okay? Regardless mm. of the, the information I tried to feed you. <laughs> Got you. All right. Well, Jamie, she was very active in their local church and the community. She'd been an elementary school teacher and an assistant principal uh, at a few different elementary schools in the community for over 15 years. And she'd been a substitute teacher since 2007. Mm -hmm. She was also, this just tells you like what a good lady this was. She's also in training to be a Stephen minister. Have you ever heard of a Stephen minister? No, that's it's it's a system uh, that's a program that's put together that thousands of Christian churches and like over a hundred and sixty denominations they use to care for the members of the congregation. And what they do is they use the members of the church as lay ministers, meaning that they're on, not paid. Uh, ministers to provide support and counseling and care to the rest of the members of the the church or the community. It's cool because it uses the strengths and the talents of the individual people um, and mm. makes them kind of an active resource for members of their church or the community to find support in. And Jamie was training to be one of these lay ministers. I like how you think that's cool. <clears throat> well, I think it's neat, you know, just support, you know, like community support, like people saying, hey, I have skills. Help me to, to learn how I can use my skills to help others. You know? For sure, for sure. When I hear someone say "cool," though, I picture like that emoji with the sunglasses on it. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know my my experience. There's nothing cool about religion, church. You know, yeah. it's just kind of it's not that cool. But when I hear the word "cool," you know what I think of often. Have you ever what? seen a youth minister? <laughs> is, yes. Is that youth, what you think school? A, a, a youth minister is the equivalent to the emoji with sunglasses. It's like, it's. I think you can actually go on Amazon and buy youth minister startup kit. And it comes with like the shoes that you don't have to wear socks with, uh, like $110 jeans, uh, some kind of shirt with bedazzling on it, but subtle yet there, um, you know, they, they just, they, they try to look really, you know, <laughs> yeah. really plugged. Really <laughs> and and you you think about it, they 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 have to they have to look that way so that youth are like, hey, at least he doesn't look like a CEO, you know. So I sure. I get it, I get it, I guess I get it. I dig it. Um. So in addition to being really cool <laughs> as a minister, <laughs> uh, Jamie had also she recently she removed her children from the school system and she was homeschooling them. Uh, so that just tells you, you know, like her ability to care for others because she had all the capacity to do all these other things. And then she takes her kids out of school and decides to homeschool them. What, what do you, what do you think about homeschooling? Uh, it creates pretty cool kids. 
When you say cool, do you mean emoji with the sunglasses cool? <laughs> no, I mean like cool in a way that they don't know how to communicate to anybody, so they just are really cooled off personality-wise. I, agree. I I think there's a lot of I think homeschooling gets a bad rap, like like it creates like socially awkward kids. And to be fair, if if they are just isolated into a homeschool environment from like K through twelve, like I could see that you know that. It does. I I uh, I had a friend in Alabama who was homeschooled his whole life. Very weird kid. Also, he didn't. Right. His family didn't believe in paying taxes, so there might have been something there too. But um, okay. odd, I would say. But in Which my is, experience, mm. it's it's a very thorough method. If you can get around the social part and integrate your kids, there's a very thorough method for giving a child an education that's very one to one for the child. Yeah, I, and parents—they don't have to be teachers, you know. What? Go ahead. Sorry, I, I think these days with the internet and you, kids can still connect with other kids, like through video games and things like that. They can get like my my son. Um, basically, we've had to do homeschooling because of this whole COVID thing. So I've uh, I've noticed that he's he's not losing much socially because of the the internet and because he's able to connect yeah. with people still through video games. So. That's a little bit different these days. When I was a kid, anybody who's homeschooled, I mean, you'd never see them, but then they would come out and you'd see them at the park and things like that, and they would just kind of... Do you know the movie The Burbs? Yeah. You, you know the neighbor that comes out the one day and he's scratching his beard <laughs> looking around the neighborhood? like, oh, there he is. He's homeschooled back then. Well, there has been an evolution. I will say in the 70s, late 70s when I was in elementary school, like... The homeschool DIY kit that you could have got on Amazon, but not Amazon because they didn't have it back then, at the local, mm. you know, craft store would have been corrective shoes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then and then some kind of waterproof pants. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but, yeah, and then like a really tight shirt with a with a tie <laughs> on it for some reason, and a really crappy haircut done at home. Right. It's evolved since then, I will say. You know, and you know, yeah, it has. Like parents don't need to be teachers; they don't need to get a certificate because they the, the, the curriculum that you follow to to homeschool your children has to be approved by one has to be approved by the state, has to be approved in most cases by the district, the school district you live in. Uh, also, so that as the child goes through that educational process, typically what happens is they either meet or or oftentimes exceed the base requirements of a child to graduate from grade to grade to grade through that district or school system. I'm starting to realize right now, I think that I've stepped in it a bit here. Um, you, I think that you might homeschool your kids, right? And I'm crashing on them. <laughs> Tricked you on that one, yes. Because, well, okay, the only kid that, well, no, actually, yes and no, I guess is the way to put it. Bean Bean is too young. Also, she mm. can barely draw jellyfish. So she's right. she's still learning motor skills, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and how to ruin packages that we try to ship out. Mm-hmm. She's she's mm-hmm. at that level of grade, which is not even like a grade. That's like a color, probably brown. I would say, um, right? But Mona, yes, Mona is being homeschooled, and she's kicking butt. I would say, uh, Sam two point is uh, not being homeschooled. He's in the public school system. Um, so he he gets some extra help and uh but like you said like every kid right now is experiencing homeschool probably in any d- 
developed country or has in the recent past because of what we're going through. So I think parents get an idea of, holy crap, this is not easy. To the students, you know, I don't know. I honestly, I think most of them are not succeeding in this environment. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's sad. I think schools schools a little bit. I, I don't I don't want to say it's overrated, but it's uh, I don't want to get into that. Anyways, I've met all your kids, yeah. and uh, they they're all very bright kids, very happy kids, and uh, they all seem fairly annoyed by you whenever we're speaking. So yeah. I'm I'm into I'm into them. They, they seem to be doing all right. Yeah, yeah, they got a bright bright future ahead of them. They know what to what to think is good and what is bad. Uh, one good thing I will say is like, and, and one th- man, we start homeschooling Mona, and then we're like, oh man, this kid is made for school. She's wired for it. She's like socially, oh, she, yeah. you know, oh man, totally. So we they, there's some cool things that they have nowadays where it's like kind of a hybrid program where she's homeschooled all week, but on Thursdays they go and they get together at a school with other homeschool kids and they have like a bunch of normal like things that you would do at a school like there's gym and science class and how to you know bully that kid whose eye looks a little bit funny you know normal school things yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah very cool anyways yeah back to it um my kids my kids uh, go to my they go to school and mainly right now what they do is they watch annoying orange and force me to play this monster game with them where I chase them around and act like I'm going to murder them. So we're all learning. Yeah, that sounds healthy. Yeah. Uh, also, I noticed Annoying Orange because every time I talk to you on Marco Polo or FaceTime, all I hear is Annoying Orange in the background. So I think Annoying Orange is under, and I can't say underrated, but I think a lot of people think it's it's garbage, but it's a pretty funny show. Yeah. I think he's he's a pretty funny guy behind that. By Mike, so I don't mind them listening to it. They're learning a lot of funny sarcasm and things like that. So that's all I really want them to to learn is how to be a complete dickhead. Right? Yeah, he's got a lot of for being having such a stupid accent. He's pretty smart. Um, he is. There's not a lot of people out there that have really stupid accents and are but are super super smart. No, there's like none. I can, eh. That I can think of off the top of my head. I could think of a couple. <laughs> I don't know. Tomato, tomato, rutabaga. Okay, anyway, rewinding all the way back to okay, Jamie. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> story. Good Lord. <laughs> I'm into the wine now, buddy. Friggin', you want to see what cool looks like? <laughs> that wine bottle's the size of Exxon Valdez. Man alive. I got to stop talking because every time I talk, you drink that bottle, bottle of wine. I, I forgot to bring a cup. <laughs> I wasn't going to say you look like a hobo, but since you did. <laughs> it's been a rough week. <laughs> Has it? <laughs> All right. So really big props, I think, to Jamie for taking that on, you mm-hmm. know, working to become a, a minister and raising a bunch of kids and having a, a husband in there also to somewhere. That's good. Anyway. Good. So yeah. on the day of this call – to 911. Jamie's husband was away in Washington, D.C. on business, not to be confused with being away in Washington, D.C. to storm the Capitol building. Ah, I heard about that. Just wanted to clarify his intentions for being there at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that'll be a thing when you get on a plane now and they're like, oh, going to Washington, D.C., I see. Yeah, uh, it's a pleasure of business. Um, storming, storming one of the uh, government buildings there. All right, sir. Thank you very much. I think you, I think you only get one chance at that. Do you? And uh, you had to go through with it. 
and uh, didn't quite get there. Yeah. Would have been nice. Would've one been more fun. quick story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one time it happens. Gosh. <laughs> one more quick story. So this was like 1996 or maybe close to the 2000s, but not 9-11 yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, but they had some, you know, some more stringent stuff. You used to be able to just like walk through the front door and go right to your gate. There was nothing stopping you whatsoever. Anyway, yep. at one point in the nineties, though, at a certain time of day, they would shut the gate, this metal gate between the like main walking area and the actual gates to the airplanes, because if there weren't any more coming in, they would shut it. And we were waiting for my friend to come back on the plane, but they had already shut the metal gate, which means we couldn't get to the gate to see them come off the plane. We had to wait for them to mm-hmm. come through. And there's this giant um, security guard at the metal gate on the other side of the gate. Uh, and I'm with my friend who is – he is six – he's six foot six, but he's the size of like angel hair pasta. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, he think he think he's one of those people that thinks he's he's tall so he's tough, but he's not at all. He nah, breaks yeah. like angel hair pasta. Anyway, so we're gotcha. at the gate and and he's like, "Hey, no, we got to come through, man." And this this security guard is like, "No, you can't come through because there are no more leaving flights and we club blah 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 blah." And my friend says this. He says, "Oh, good because I wouldn't want to get through with the bomb that I have on me. And this gate, that gate flew open so quick. And this giant security lady, she just jumps on my friend and just tackled him to the ground. And she held him there for like 10 minutes until more security guards showed up. Well, he deserved it. Yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. She was a very big security guard. (laughs) All right, double leg takedown. Those guys go down pretty easy. I, yeah, yeah I, I always laugh at, at like large guys, not just tall, skinny guys. That's funny too, but like big guys. Like yeah. I'm a big guy. It's like, no, dude, you're just fat. Yeah. And if you want to fight, we can fight because I know you can't last long. Like you, you're gonna be huffing and puffing pretty quick. You smoke cigarettes. Yeah. And you got a neck beard. And like you know, you weigh four hundred pounds, and you're sure you're bursting at the seams. But man, it's it's not going to take long for you to run out of gas. And I'm just going to no. start punching you, punching you, and punching you. Exactly. You can see the uh, swivel chair imprint on the back of his pants from his job as a tech in uh, phone support <laughs> yeah. industry, and you can see just those faint little bitty 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 blisters on the thumbs of his hands from his PlayStation One. You know that guy could go down easy. Easy, easy. Any guy who says I'm a pretty big guy. Yeah. Let's go. No, I don't say that ever. <laughs> Every first date, just so they felt really comfortable, I would always tell girls, I'd be like, I'm pretty small. <laughs> and they always were like, oh, I think they felt more comfortable because they, you know, they stopped talking a lot more. And most of the time, that was mm. pretty much right. it. Anyway, yep. there's a train coming through my town right now. So I can hear it. Picked a, yeah, it's a really good episode for not editing. Let's go. Let's get to this call. Okay. All right. Fine. So he was away on business, and that left Jamie at home with her two kids, Jake and Mallory. All was well, and Ma was in the Cochise and lied in the camp to just sample things on a long winter's nap. <laughs> but then in an uffish, there arose such a boosh, like the dropping of a reindeer pieces from outer space to their roof. Huh. Now that I have set the scene, let's see what was the matter, and away we'll all go to listen to police dispatch chatter. Jeez, that was flawless. (laughs) 
Why did I pick this episode to not do the edits? <laughs> oh, my God. You're cutting out on the phone with me and everything? This is a mess. <laughs> this is a treat. All right. You ready for me to hit play? Yeah. Fine. Here we go. Parker County 911, where is your emergency? Uh, my house. What's the address? 152 River Creek Lane. Okay, what's the emergency? Uh, I just killed my mom and my sister. What? I just killed my mom and my sister. You just killed your mother and your sister? How did you do that? Uh, I shot him with a uh, 22 revolver. And what is your name? Jay Evans. Jay Evans. Jake Evans. Are you sure they're dead? Okay. Yes. I want you to stay on the phone with me, okay? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Hold on just a minute. Where is the gun? Uh, it's on the kitchen counter. Okay. It's a twenty-two. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Jake, hold on. Stay on the line with me, okay? All right. Jake? Yes? Are you on any kind of medication? No. Well, I, uh, I've i been going to the allergist a lot lately. Yeah. My mom. But no, nothing other than that. Okay. How old are you? 17. You don't take any other kind of medication? I mean, other than, like... Zyrtec and like Advil and you know like Sudafed and stuff like that you know for allergies and headaches but yeah. no. Okay. Do you? Um, is there any reason that you were so angry at your mother and your sister? Uh, I don't know. I uh, I wasn't. It's weird. I wasn't even really angry with them. It just kind of happened. I've been kind of. Uh, planning on uh, killing for a while now. The, the two of them or just anybody? Pretty much anybody. Why? Mm, I don't know. I, uh, I, I don't really like uh, people's uh, kind of attitude. Right. I think they're kind of, they're very, uh, like, you know, emotional, I don't know, verbally rude to each other and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, and I don't know. It's okay. It's just my family, I don't know, they're just kind of really, I, I guess this is really selfish to say, but to me, they, I felt like they were just suffocating me in a way. I don't know. Uh, I, I I think I'm... Obviously, you know, I'm pretty, uh, I guess, evil. But uh, that's... Uh, whatever. Okay. Sorry. Are, no, don't be sorry. It's all right. I'm listening. Okay, you have my undivided attention. Uh, were your mom and sister in their beds? No, uh, uh, this, this is really gonna mess me up for this, 
you know, in the future, uh, see my sister. I told my sister that my mom needed her. Mm-hmm. She was in her room, and she came out of her room, and uh, I, I shot her, and she rolled down the stairs, and I shot her again. And then I went down, and I shot my mom about maybe three or four times. But I'll never forget this. Uh, okay, that's fine. My my uh, sister, she she came down the stairs and she was screaming, and I was telling her that I'm sorry, but to just hold still. Mm-hmm. That you know I was just gonna make it go away, you know. But she just kept on freaking out. But finally, she fell down and I shot her in the head about probably three times. So they're both downstairs. Uh, yes. Okay, where are you? In the kitchen. Okay. You're not sitting by the gun, are you? No, it's about like uh, 10 or 15 feet away from me. Um, That's all right. Where's your dad? He's out of town. Do you know where he is out of town? Washington, D.C. Okay. And uh, to, for, I guess, future reference, I don't really went to see any of my family members, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and visiting or whatever. I, I don't know how it works or anything, but I, I just don't want any type of visitors. I don't want to see. So. Okay. Where do you go to school, Jake? Uh, well, I used to go to Leo High School, mm-hmm. but now, now I'm just kind of being homeschooled. Yeah, yeah. So there's just um, you and your sister and your mom and dad in the house? Live well, there? no, my dad's out of town. Well, yeah, but normally it's just your mom and your oh. sister and your dad and you. Yeah, and my grandpa and grandma, they live across the street. And my si- oh, my oldest sister, she lives with my grandparents. And uh, I have another sister, uh, and she's out in college. She was going to come out to visit us tomorrow. Uh, okay. You don't want to hurt yourself, do you? about guns now. Oh, sure. But you don't want to um, hurt yourself. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I definitely, you know, I, I assure you, I definitely don't like myself, you know. Uh, but I'm just so freaked out by guns now. And just to let you know, like, I, 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 I hate the feeling of killing someone. I, you know, uh, it, <clears throat> I'm going to be messed up. There, there are people that will help you. Oh, God. Well, you just take a deep breath. We have deputies coming, and they're going to help you. We're here to help you, too, okay? Um, We're going to help you. We're not going to hurt you. All right? I understand if y'all want to, you know. No, we're not going to hurt you. We're there to help you, Jake. 
All right. That's they, everybody thinks that you know we want to do bad things, but we don't. We want to help people. Right or wrong, we want to help people. And we're going to help you. Okay? Do you understand that? Yeah. We're also here to help. Okay. Jake, where is the kitchen in the house? Is it the back of the house? Yeah, kind of the, to the back, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we're talking with our sergeant now. He's almost at your house. But we'll probably, what I'll probably ask you to do, Jake, is when he get there, is turn your porch light on. All right. Okay. Okay. And what he'll probably do is ask you to come out. Okay. 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 So you'll be all right. You're gonna be all right. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm going to stay on the phone with you, though, and talk with you. That's okay. And you can talk to me. I'll listen. Is there anything you want to talk about? No, not really. Okay. What's your grandfather's or grandparents' last name? Stevens. Stevens? With a V or a PH? What's that? Stevens? S-T-A-V-E-N-S. Okay. Okay. What's your grandpa's first name? Jim. Jim. And grandma? Uh, Diane. Diane. Do you, is it a gated community? Is there a gate? Uh, yes. Uh, do you want the password? Yes, please. Wrong radio. Okay. Do you have a driver's license? No. No, no driver's license? What's your date of birth, honey? Uh, 1995. Month? Uh, May. May, and the date? May 22nd. May 22nd, 1995? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sure you got some preliminary notifications you have to make. Uh, if you wait till we're not on the scene yet, and we'll let them know as soon as we get there. It's going to be all right. It really is. Okay? All right. But I'm going to stay on the phone with you. They'll be there shortly. Won't be long now. That's your call. Yeah, just follow your protocol. Ours is we got to wait until we get on scene. Paul 434 received. Paul 434, are you en route to the 12 to assist? I believe it is Parker and, and until we get everything secure. I'll, I'll need the, the bodies. And then we'll... Uh, Jake, would you mind going to the front door and turning the porch light on or any lights that you have outside? I, I, I turned them on. Okay, okay. Paul 414, or correction, Paul 404, my caller has turned the front lights on for you. Are you okay, Jake? I'm just, uh, I'm just thinking about my sister. Yeah. How old is she? She's, uh, 15. 15? Yeah. Uh, she she was I don't know she had a really sweet side but you know she was kind of, she was kind of racist and I don't know kind of re re 
rude to me sometimes. I get, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. How long ago did this happen? Or how long ago did you... You shoot your sister and mom? Just a little while ago? Yeah. Like when you called? 30, 30 minutes ago. About 30 minutes ago? Yeah. About 30 minutes ago. Okay. You'll be all right, Jake. Okay? You'll be all right. I'm, I'm like, really worried about, like, you know, like, nightmares and stuff like that. Um, are, are there any type of medication for that and stuff? Well, I, I think there is. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but, you know, um, the the justice system, and I'm sure your family yeah. will get you the support you need. I don't mean to sound like a wimp or anything, but, you know, this is, <laughs> wow. I've never, like, done anything violent in my whole life, you know? You don't sound like a violent person. No, you don't. But there, um, help will be provided for you, medical and psychological. That'll be provided to you, okay? All right. So you don't have to worry about that right now. Take deep breaths for me, okay? You're doing fine. In through your nose and out through your mouth. So you don't hyperventilate, okay? All right. And that'll slow down your heart rate, too. I'm sure it's just jumping all over in your chest. There you go. A couple more. Good. That sounds good. You sound a lot calmer right now. Just keep deep taking deep breaths and it'll keep the anxiety down are there any cars in your driveway Jake uh, no no cars in the driveway okay no. deep breaths honey in through your nose real deep I just, I just thought it'd be quick you know <laughs> I, I, I didn't want them to feel any pain that's why I used a gun <laughs> okay but it was it, it was like everything went wrong. <laughs> it, it's all right. Keep breathing for me. It, okay, just in through your nose, real slow out through your mouth. A couple more deep breaths for me. There you go. Real deep in, real slow and real deep. Jake, my officers are almost there. Would you be willing to walk out on your own? Uh, yes. Yes? Uh, I, yes. Uh, uh, I guess I should tell, uh, I forgot, uh, before I called. Yes. The gun on the counter, uh, for some reason, when I put it down, it was loaded, just uh -huh. to let y'all know. Okay, that's fine, as long as it's on the counter. Yeah, it's on the counter, sir. All right, I, I believe you. Okay, they'll be there shortly, but I'll stay on the phone with you until, you know, it's time for you to walk out, okay? All right. Are you on, a, on your home phone? Uh, yes. Is it cordless? Uh, yes. Okay. Keep breathing. Keep breathing. You're doing good. What color is your house, Jake? Red brick? Yeah. Okay. Red brick, okay. Okay. Okay, Jake, what I want you to do is 
after we get through talking, I want you to put the phone down and leave it in the kitchen. You don't have to hang it up, okay? But I want you to walk outside. But when you're walking through the house and outside, stay visible. You know, don't hide behind any furniture. Open the front door. Do you have a, a glass screen door or a glass door or just the front door? Uh, yeah, just the front door. Okay. When you open the front door, step back, put your hands behind your head, and slowly walk outside. Okay? Or keep your, I'm not behind your hand, but keep your hands up in the air. Just walk very slowly and walk outside, but keep your hands visible. All right, sweetie? Uh, okay, go ahead and put the phone down and do it. And then just listen to what Sergeant Fletcher has to say. He's very appreciative that you're willing to come out on your own. He thinks that's great, all right? Uh, and I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right, honey. You. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, bye. I don't get to lay it down. It's open. The line's open. Oh, my goodness, Jake, Jake, Jake. You know, I... You think about the dispatcher for a second. You think about, um, like, how hard would that be? I find it's... I struggle carrying on a conversation with the grocery aisle checkout person. Could you imagine, like, what does that ha- training handbook look like? Like, how to carry a conversation on with a killer. You know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, she That's did a good great. job. I mean, oh, I guess basically what it is is just to keep them talking, right? And keep yeah. them from, from harming themselves and let them know that it helps on the way. She did, all the, in my mind, the, all, the, all the right things. It's hard to believe that he had just done what he, he had done. Yeah. Uh, with his tone and all that kind of stuff. It, it was hard to picture that. That person that you picture hearing his voice, what he had done, when he said that he had to hold her down, she finally held her down so he could shoot her. She was struggling and all that. It's like, wow, yeah. this this kid did that to, to his family? What? Oof. It's, it's uh, creepy, man. On the outside, once this hits headlines and stuff and they, you see a picture of the kid and everything, you know, we, we, all, we all, I think, the shock – level and everything the information that we consume about it we we would put instantly we put the kid as a monster you know as we we put him as depraved but you listen to the call and you can hear on the call a kid that's in shock uh you know he's he's saying things that that are pretty i would say customary for someone that's in shock although he's done depraved things like you said it's um yeah, I I don't know if he's in shock or not, though, man. You might be right about that, but there's there's part of me that is a little infuriated by the whole conversation, too. I know she's just doing her job, but the way that he is handling it, like, he's feeling sorry for himself, it feels like. Yeah. And he just did this incredibly heinous thing, and he's like, oh, you know, I killed him, but I'm not really into killing, just so you guys know. Like, I know I just killed, like, you know, my family, but I'm not really into it, and... Uh, do you guys serve like meatball subs there? Because I like <laughs> meatball subs. Can, can we eat meatball subs? Yeah. What I think what I was getting at is not necessarily that uh, it's like a, a shock that we need to have necessarily sympathy for, but just more as a human, like we're wired to go into a certain mental shock when something extreme. Uh, the kid that lost his leg. Sure. You know, something that yeah. the, both of these people have in common is they both seem to monologue a lot. And I yeah. think that's something that the brain says, okay. 
in order to get you through this, I'm going to just put you kind of in overdrive, and you're just going to keep talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to be kind of the thing. Because like you said, I mean, the kid's been thinking about this. He said he, he said it himself. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty evil. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, you know. pretty evil. All right, and let's hear dad, more about the case. So, you, what? My dad, my dad, my dad goes to Washington D.C. Doesn't even take me, and then he, and then, and then no one's, no one's here to take me to tennis practice, and mm-hmm. I just have to sit at home. Yeah, and I asked for another Tamagotchi, and nobody even got me one. Yeah, I'm pretty you know. sure that my life, my life's like probably ruined from this. I'm not sure, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe stuff like that. Told my mom I don't like the strawberry gogurts, but she keeps buying them just because my sister likes them. Yeah, just want to kill her. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a bad person. I'm not. not a, bad I, I'm, person, I know. Right? I know. Yeah, I'm evil. <laughs> I'm evil, but I'm not a bad person. Right. You you might not yeah. like me, but you love me. Um, <laughs> all right, fine. Okay, so catching you up on the backstory on this one. So Thursday, October fourth, twenty twelve. Uh, the call was made shortly after 12.30 a.m. Jake Evans, as you heard, he told dispatchers that he had been planning on killing for a while now, as you heard him say. Uh, he was instructed to turn on the porch light and walk out with his hands up. Police took Jake into custody without in- any incident or struggle, which is good. I think think he had done enough. Upon entering the home, police found the 22 caliber revolver and the bodies of Jake's mother, 48-year-old Jamie Evans, who is the saint that we talked about before this episode, mm-hmm. and his younger sister, 15-year-old Mallory. Now, you chose the 22 at the beginning, and I said it's the weakest of all the guns. Right. It'll kill someone. It'll definitely kill somebody if you do it right. Actually, interestingly enough, there there's a guy... Uh, in Canada, uh, who was um, camping? Well, he was hunting, but he wasn't hunting grizzly bears. He was just hunting, hunting. But there was a grizzly bear that kept circling his campsite, and uh, he knew it. He could see it, but it was far off. But it got closer and closer until he said that it was about eighteen yards away from his Ooh. campsite. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point, and then it started facing him and started coming coming toward him, and he stood up and do what you're supposed to do when a grizzly bear gets near you. He was like, and he got big. He like lift his arms up, like that, and the bear was like, "What the fuck?" And he turned around, and this guy thought, "I'm going to teach this bear." You know, I'm going to scare this bear. So he pulled out a 22 pistol. Remember, uh-huh. bullet, the whole bullet, not n- the whole the whole round is the size of your middle knuckle on your pinky. The bullet is literally the size, not even the size of your pinky nail, okay? Little mm-hmm. tiny guy. He just takes one crack, kapow, and shoots the butt of the bear <laughs> to uh-huh. scare it off, right? But they're still an effective round, even though they're very small. It made it all the way through the bear's butt, got him in the heart, killed the bear. Wow. Nice shot. Yeah, he got a major big fine for that. I mean, he was like, man, the bear was in my campsite. And they're like, yeah, he was running away, and you shot him, and you killed him. He's like, how is this even possible? How am I doing that? Why am I standing here, Judge? Anyway, yeah, it was crazy. He got, like, a really big fine. He, the bullet went, like, through the bear's butthole up if, into no, his if, butt? 
I don't really know exactly what part it made it through, but it, it basically traveled through flesh only, not hitting any mm. bone, and made it to, right to the, the bear's heart. It, Damn. It's a one in a billion shot. There's just, you know, it's nuts. Nuts. But, uh, but Sounds like you so, got him right in the butthole, because that's yeah, a good, good place to hit. Yeah, he might have mm. just got it right in the juicer and just, you know, knocked that bear's heart out. Uh, so the juicer? It's a term. I've heard it scientific. Um, 22, ba- 22 caliber bullets, if you if you shoot it at a body of water, like a lake, the bullets can literally right. bounce off the top of the water. Wow. They're, it's a weird bullet. It's a little, little tiny guy. Okay. I had a friend in ninth grade who was dating this girl, and, and he got all, like, you know, emo, like some kids get, and he decided to kill himself. So he went underneath a bridge overpass <laughs> and went up underneath, you know, how overpasses, there's, like, the cement, and then it goes up, and there's, like, the little corner where the bridge meets the cement, and he sat up there, and he had, wrote a letter mm-hmm. to his girlfriend, and he shot himself in the head with a twenty two uh, pistol. Right. Uh, he didn't die from the bullet, uh, though he died from bleeding out, so it's not a it's not a, the choice uh, for death. It's not the the one you'd use. No, uh, if you really were interested in killing somebody. In this case, you can tell he well, had to put like four rounds in his sister to kill her. You know, all in the head. So you'd recommend if you're going to shoot yourself with that to shoot yourself right in the juicer, though, eh? Well, it it depends. I mean, if you strategically aimed right, you could go through the juicer straight into just other soft tissues, which are going to be a mortal wound for sure. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. If it hits any bones on the way through, the juicer's not a place I would shoot through. Nah. Ah, okay. So now that we've got the calibers out of the way and that this would not be a recommended round, uh, which once again, right. I think the only reason I really wanted to bring it up was just to show how horrible – this was, I mean, you know, the kid, he says he's been thinking about killing and everything, but he just caused serious misery in this killing. He didn't, you know, he used a very weak weapon. It was a torturous process for whoever got shot, I'm sure. You know, just yeah. uh, idiot. Yeah. So the motive at the time for Jake Evans killing his sister and, and mother wasn't clear. Now... I've done something really special here. I don't have the actual recording of Jake Evans' confession, but I have the transcript released to me by the judge in Jake's case. Well, I got it off the internet, but I'm sure that the judge is okay with me having it. Hey, um, <laughs> hey, hey, Luna. Hey. Do you know where Karen's been? Oh, from Crime Machine? Have you wondered? Not really. No, I thought oh. we were over it. That's sad. <laughs> well, Karen got pregnant. By you? Got her right in the juicer, right? No, not by me. That That's digitally impossible. Karen, Karen got a virus. She got pregnant from the virus, and she had uh, a boy named... Oh. Yeah, she had a boy named Rotney. <laughs> okay. R-O-T-N-E-Y. Rotney. Cool. Uh... <laughs> Which is weird because Karen doesn't sound anything like that. But every time she says his name, it comes out, Ratney. And so I got the transcript of the confession. Guess who has agreed to read the transcript of Jake's confession for us? Uh, Rotney. Rotney. Yeah, he's here. So I'm going to turn it over to Rotney for a second. Rotney. And he's going to read this. You ready for me to press play on Rotney? Yeah. All right. Here we go. 
Um, do you know about the 2007 film Halloween, by heavy metal musician and film director Rob Zombie? It really inspired me in killing my mom and sister. While watching, it I was amazed at how at ease the 10-year-old version of Michael Myers was during the murders and how little remorse he had afterward. I was thinking to myself, it would be the same for me when I kill someone. I watched that movie three times that week. After I watched the movie for the last time, I put it back in the case and threw it in the trash can so that people wouldn't think that it influenced me in any way. I basically spent that day, before I killed them, playing golf, and thinking about how I was going to kill my mom, grandparents, and my three sisters. My plan was to kill my sister and my mom at my house and then go over to my grandparents and kill my oldest sister, Emily, and my two grandparents. Then I was going to wait until morning and kill my other sister, Audrey, because she was visiting from college. Initially, I was going to use a folding knife that belonged to my dad. I imagined killing my sister and causing her pain. But after thinking about it more, I decided that I didn't want them to feel anything so I used a 22 revolver he had stolen from my grandfather. I set the pistol on the bed and was nervously opening the cylinder over and over again. I then spent probably over an hour walking nervously around the house thinking how life will never be the same and how I would never see them again. It was about 11.15pm when I finally came up with the courage to kill. I knocked on my sister's door and told Mallory that mom needed her. She came out and out of the corner of her I saw me pointing the gun at her. She thought I was joking and told me that I was freaking her out. I shot her in the back and then in the head. I ran down to the study and shot my mom three times. After shooting them, I ran into my room and screamed at the top of my lungs. Afterward, I started emptying the gun when I heard noises and realized my sister was not dead yet. I yelled to her that I was sorry. Then I shot her again. Then went back to my mom's body and fired another shot into her head. At this point, I was very shocked and scared, I placed the gun on the kitchen counter and walked into the living room to dial 911. Why did I do it? Well, when I look at people, especially teenagers, I see them as being very cruel to one another emotionally. It seems that their favorite hobby is picking on someone else. The people who are racists, bullies, and who are full of themselves are the really evil ones and it amazes me because those three qualities are extremely common today. I was very sad, because I felt like my own family were becoming the people I hate. I know now that I'm done with killing, it's the most dreadful and terrifying thing I will ever experience and will haunt me forever. Oh, Rodney. Rodney? Rodney sounds like uh, he should do voice work for like Nancy Drew books. That sounds like a little girl. Well, he's young. He just got born. Let's give him a break. Also, Jake Evans. I'm sick of hearing this guy talk. I'm sick of hearing his thoughts. His thoughts are shit. Yeah, they are. It's terrible. You know, uh, um, it makes me think about something. Like, you know, that whole part where he was like, you know, I think about, they think about the, you know, people around us and they're the racist and the things yeah. and the this and that. And he used all the, yeah, the you know, the boilerplate catch words of the day it made me think this and this is the only thing i'm going to say about that is uh, i think societally we have a tendency to throw around the word hate so easy you know and (laughs) you think about it this kid was charged by what he thought was hate and if you look around 99 percent of the people you are around do not say hateful things they just don't they don't 
Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I, and I don't know, our two countries, they may be a bit, little bit different, but I believe in both countries, people are free to say unpopular things. <laughs> It's not、yeah. illegal to say unpopular things. And this is what bothers me about this is, you know, this kind of a kid gets imbued with a certain awareness that there's such things as hate. And racism and all these things. And then they get this impression that it's much more prevalent in their own life than it really is. You know, unless his family was extremely racist or something, they didn't deserve anything he was dishing out.、Sure. You know, this level of intolerance for what we think is just unpopular is sad. Right. Right. He sounds to me just like a selfish, stupid little prick. Yeah. Like you said. <laughs> And yeah, I've had enough of hearing about him. Is there more to this? No,、call? no, I wanted to get it. That is a mouthful. I mean, you figure 20 minutes of listening to him talk before and then his confession. I was like, it was hard for me to get through that, honestly. Oh, me too. There are certain killers that you, you know, come across that, that are interesting to hear talk, like an Ed Kemper or even a Ted Bundy or. I find BTK interesting to, to hear you talk, but he, he's an idiot. But,、uh, you know, what he did was a lot of it's really compelling and strange and interesting and horrible. But this shit, it's just so empty. It's just so, like, useless. And he, he I, don't, I still don't get why he did it, even through his explanation, because I, I don't think that he understands why, fully why he did it himself. Yeah. He's a very in- immature killer. I agree. I, I also think there's, there's a bit of a. I hate to say it, but、uh, time seems to whitewash these kind of crimes.、Uh, if this had happened 30 years ago and we didn't actually have his 911 call audio, this kid, honestly, he may have been like a, you know, seen as sort of a cult figure for every angsty kid out there because they wouldn't have heard his actual、Maybe. voice talking like a total wimp and everything. They would have been like, oh man, yeah, okay, I, I like us. That's how I feel about my parents. You know, and we do that. We whitewash Bundy. We whitewash BTK because we've got very little、uh, media to go off of, right? Yeah.、Uh, this kid in the 1800s, the story of this kid, if this kid were in the 1800s, if Jake was in the 1800s, it would have had spaghetti Western music behind it. And we would have been like, man, that's a pretty rough and tumble kid right there, you see? You know, it's, <laughs>、yeah. it, history has a tendency to whitewash these things. Sure. Sure. And again, I'll say it again with this Jake Evans kid. I just don't think he has what it takes anyway, like to, to be compelling in any way and to inspire anybody. And, and he's trying to. He's trying to say, like, he's, he's, he's acting like he's the victim here,、yeah. which is always bothersome, which is what a lot of these guys do in, in this situation. The only way that I could feel any compassion or any sympathy for a killer, anyone who's done something like this or otherwise a killer, or someone who's assaulted somebody, is when they truly understand what they have done. And whether it be that they meant to do it, like a Richard Ramirez, okay? Like a Richard Ramirez, when he says why he did it, he's full on, I'm evil, I did、right. it, up yours, I'll do it to you again、mm-hmm. if it happens. There's something about that is compelling, right? It's scary, it's real. This, it's just, it's flimsy.、Yeah. Like it's, it's just so unfortunate that this little piece of shit wimp. Had access to this gun and, and got into his head this day, and, and these people lost their lives. And now he gets to sit up here and act like he's some kind of big shot or some kind of compelling、uh, case to some enigma that we need to unravel to figure out、uh, what's wrong with society through him or something. It's like, this fuck, you're just a stupid idiot kid. I agree. Go to jails. Yeah, he's got weak sauce.、Right. Weak sauce. I, I agree. It, it's,、uh, 
it's he's poofed up. He's trying to poof himself up. As you, as you, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you're, I'm going to finish this kid off really quick. Uh, you know, I will say this: I, a kid, <laughs> okay. a kid like this, I think there's a lot of lessons to come. And I think prison is a great sure. way to to learn some of those lessons. And and honestly, I, I would I would imagine that a place like prison has a a certain hierarchical structure where you come in and there's some quick math that's done by the other inmates and like oh that's what this kid okay that's what this kid did all right well oh, here's what we do to that kid we uh, you know we spend some time on his juicer uh, then we, you know then we then we get the shiv that's uh, that used to be a spork and we you know we we teach him you know how to draw on his body with uh, you know a spork uh, and yeah. you know and then it, and then we we tear the, the scabs off until he's you know ACDC is is uh, you know is scarred into his chest uh, and uh, you know uh, yeah. so I think there's some lessons that this kid's gonna learn <laughs> hopefully who cares who cares I, I I hope he he won't learn any lessons this kid doesn't even have the capacity like there's nothing to him really it's 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 like I keep on saying it's flimsy I, I don't care if he learns anything. No, you're right I hope he friggin uh, I hope someone knocks him over the railing and uh, he lands flat on his face, and he dies, and no one ever speaks of him again. I don't give a shit about this kid. I agree. I said lesson, but I, I think what I meant was consequence. Like, th- so far, this kid's going to sure. roll right through life until he gets to prison conse- consequence-free. You know, he, he probably didn't get the allowance he wanted, and that's why he did uh, the things he did, you know. And he's going to get there, and he's going to get a yeah. whole passel of consequences that he never saw coming. Oh, he's going to get juiced up. Yeah. His juice is going to get juiced. Exactly. I hope. All right. Well, although the judge allowed the release of his confessions directly to me and to you know whoever else was on the internet at the time, he also allowed that confession into evidence, which was interesting. Uh, I guess because uh, I guess it's his you know prerogative to do that. He also interestingly set a bond of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars on Jake. Mm-hmm. Which is, I find a little bit mixed signals. It's like, okay, here's his confession, and it's very detailed, and it all maps with what happened. But I'm going to go ahead and see if there's anybody out there who wants to let this kid out walk free for $75,000. Weird. $750,000. Well, yeah, but you have to just come up with $75,000 to get him out. Oh, you do? Oh, right. 10%. 10%. Right. Uh, So, interestingly enough, even though he got... A bond set at seven fifty. Jake's father told the judge that he would not be bonding his son out of jail. Good, you know, as any father shouldn't, I think, to in that. He probably doesn't like him either. Well, I I think there's a couple reasons he might not anymore. <laughs> so he was initially placed in a state mental hospital after it was ruled that he was unfit to stand trial, following a competency evaluation uh, stating that he was competent, a new court date was filed and a plea hearing was scheduled. He pled guilty to two counts of murder, but he had been charged with two counts of murder and an additional capital murder charge. But because he pled guilty to the two counts of murder, they removed the additional capital murder charge. So Jake Evans is in prison now. His projected release date Mm -hmm. is 2057. His first eligible parole is 2035. Which doesn't sound far enough away, in my opinion. What a waste. The whole thing is such a waste. I agree. He's a waste. Shoot him out of a cannon. I agree. Shoot him with a cannonball right in the juicer. Yeah. Who cares about this fucking kid? I, I, I hate... Uh, God, Just I just feel so empty. 
about this whole thing, about this case. It's it's such a – the one thing that keeps on sticking with me on this is that he held I – I believe it was his sister that he was talking about where he couldn't get her to stay still, yeah, right? she kept and moving. was able to – yeah. And then finally she stopped moving and uh, I was able to get the job done. Like it's so terrible. Well, and he says he was going to make it all end or take the pain away. I'm, oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, noble of you. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. You know, I say that once, I'm going to say it again. Balls. <laughs> I'm going to edit it out. Pretty edgy. Hey, you want a happy ending? <laughs> sure. Okay. I'll take it. Oh, I, I, I'm going to preface it with the question. Hey, Luda, have you ever been stood up? Hey. Have Hi. Hey, have you ever been stood up on a date? And to clarify, I mean like they didn't show up on the date, not that you got so drunk on the real beer that your date had to prop you up in the corner of the local addiction depot. There was a girl when I was like in grade four, we talked about this, uh, just you and I privately, who I went to get ice cream with her and I was the type of kid who would like say, oh, I like what you like so that, you know, we're meant to be together or something like that. And she liked chocolate mint ice cream. (laughs) So I got chocolate mint ice cream and I don't like chocolate mint ice cream. And then the next time we went, we had, we got it again. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to eat so much chocolate (laughs) mint ice cream like for the rest of my life now. (laughs) And uh, I was supposed to meet her at the, it was was like a Baskin Robbins. (laughs) And uh, she didn't show up the third time, and I was, and I was like, I got stood up, but I don't got to eat any more chocolate and ice cream. So that's the only time that that happened to me. Actually, doesn't even hurt. There was a, there's a movie. I, I'm trying to maybe it was The Sandlot, where there's a really big redheaded girl, a mean girl. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. They called her like Big Brenda or something like that. <laughs> And okay, in sure. my head, in my head, as I as I've gotten to know you, Jack Luna, I I in my head I've built this child of Jack Luna, Jack Luna j- mini version, in, in my head, mm-hmm. and that kid is brooding and kind of quiet, uh, doesn't take a lot of crap. But the last two episodes, when I've asked you a question, you've given these like darling of uh, stories about your childhood, which. Makes me love you even more, just because I was like, you were such a sweet kid. You, you know, oh, what happened? <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, what happened? No kidding. I'll keep listening. You'll find out. Yeah, yeah no. it's all good. Wow, that's a story. That, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, I hope uh, hope she's listening, you know, and knows what she did to you. I hope she isn't. Oh, that. Uh, yeah, it didn't, she didn't do anything to me. She did me a favor. I didn't want to eat any more of that friggin' ice cream, man. <laughs> okay. I have part dose of that question. Dose means two in, in uh, I don't know, some other language. Right. Have you ever awoken in a stupor and not been able to recognize the person next to you in bed? Every day. <laughs> and it's my fiance, and she's like, it's me. Like, you know, we've been together for 12 years. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. Every, every day I wake up and I'm like, okay, what did I do? What did I do last night? Did I, did I, did I drink? Did I, did I smoke? Can I breathe right? And, and uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. No, I've, I've never woken up next to a person. I'll tell you this, though. I woke up one time when I was doing a lot of drugs. I was doing a lot of ecstasy. Mm. I was selling MDMA, and I was doing it. And I woke up, and I was so skinny 
and I hadn't been eating right, that I looked over and I thought there was like a stick laying beside me, and I realized it was my arm. <laughs> and I moved it. And I was like, "Oh God, I got to stop doing drugs, man." I didn't even know what my what my own arm was. It, it was foreign to me. So that happened once. Is MDMA a band? Like, uh, is that like uh, a, like an industrial band, like KMFDM or something? Einstein de Neubatten or something? No. Yep. Sure. Oh. I don't know. Okay. It's it's a drug. Uh, yeah. I did. Oh, by the way, just in case she's listening, your fiance. What Jack meant was when he wakes up in the morning, he's like, "What did I do to?" Earn this angel of to, a woman to earn this. Yes, exactly. Oh, exactly. How did I? How did I marry up? Fiance up so high. Hey, oh, you know what? If I'm being honest, I do think that often. I, I really, truly do feel that way. Um, knowing your fiance, you know, I, I agree. A, <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I've become a bit more of a catch over the mm. last few years since the podcast thing started. But before that, I was working at a gas station selling pot. <laughs> You know, like real catch. So, yeah, oh, uh, she. Man. It's starting to pay off. I'm starting to right. Pay off. Yeah, bless your heart. You're, you're a diamond in the rough. Me too. Me too. Right. Me too. I totally married up. Um, let's see. So oh, you did. Yeah, I, I know. Right, I did. She's super. She's super. We both have super. Yeah. Significant others. Nah, you're a catch too. Oh, thanks. You are a catch. Thank you. On that, we're going to end the episode. No, just kidding. Sure. Okay. Uh, really quick. I, I did wake up next to a woman, though, believe it or not. I, wow. This one night, I came home to my parents' house where I was crashing. I was in between places. I was mid-20s. Came home two, two, three in the morning. Everyone's asleep. And, and I knew because of the car out front that my brother was over, and he was in town from Vegas. Um and so I knew that he'd be down in the bed that I usually sleep in because he, you know, he takes priority. He's he's their favorite kid. So whatever, mm-hmm. little buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they call him, little buddy. I don't want to tell you what they call mm-hmm. me. Um, anyway, so I'm Big yeah, buddy. <laughs> bigger buddy. <laughs> Less flexible, probably going to die earlier. Got an enlarged heart, buddy. Yeah, that guy. Ah, oh, boy. <laughs> Anyway, I knew that my job, my role in that situation is to go and pull the trundle bed out from underneath my sister's bed, pop up, pop it up, you know, and then sleep on that. My sister, my sister was, you know, uh, in an enormous redhead. (laughs) Dude, I don't think you know, but my sister actually has red hair. Oh, I'm sorry. She's uh, not enormous, though. She's actually, you know, quite okay. quite svelte. Is that a word you use for a minute? Anyway, I popped up the bed. Pop up, pop up. Because a trundle slides under the bed, slides out on the rollers, and then you pop it up. And I popped it up and locked it in place. Mm-hmm. We popped and locked for a second. Me in the bed. Go, 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 go. And then I laid down. And I went to bed on it. Right. I woke up the next morning. My arm is, like, next to what I think is my sister, but it's not. It is my brother's fiance. I had been oh. sleeping with all night long. Because normally you'd be sleeping with your sister. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like okay. Yeah, that would have right. been the normal custom. Th- yes. <laughs> so you're making out with who you thought was your sister, and it turns out to be my, yes, brother's your... fiance. How embarrassing.
sleeping with my brother's fiance instead of what I was expecting to be doing, sleeping with my sister. <laughs> this is really weird, yeah. all right? Keep I know, going. weird. Huh? She's a fiance. I did not expect. Uh, but I want to get us off my chest now. Although it's been many, many years since then, I've always had a suspicion that I can't. Never mind. Never mind. Wow. Never mind. Come on, man. You got to say it now. Oof. This is unedited. Okay, fine. Fine. I guess if there's anywhere for me to voice it, it could be here talking to you. After that night, she married my brother, <sighs> but I have always seen a resemblance between me and him. Like he has my eyes, you know? Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. What is going yeah, on? It's creepy. Like, I've kept my mouth shut for so long, but I can't. I can't get over how much the little buddy, Oof. little buddy, looks a lot like me. I've I've never wanted to say anything about it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to start a scandal or anything like that. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I think I think I might try and get close to him to stick him with a pin or accidentally like slip a cheese grater on his elbow or something and get some tissue samples for a DNA test. I must know. I must know now. I have to put an end to all the wondering. For me, for my brother's wife, I don't know if she feels the same way, but ever since that night, I haven't been able to shake this suspicion that I might be related to my brother. I need... I need closure. <laughs> it's likely... I know. ...that you're related to your brother. This is the dumbest... For the sake of their marriage, I, I pray that the right answer comes back. I, I'm praying. Oh, it's a safe place, Hop. I, I know. It's been, it's been a heavy burden to carry, to be honest with you. Yeah. This is the dumbest thing I've ever been a part of. Anyway, anyway, we'll see where that goes. I'll, I'll update you later. Enough about me and my possible illegitimate love brother. How about I, uh, how about I play this happy ending call? Please. Okay. Please do. Hey, and I want to say, hey, listen, uh, you always ask me questions. Yes. Yeah. And then I never asked the question back. I just noticed at that time. I apologize. Yeah. No, you did. You asked me if I was sleeping with my sister. You asked me. Like I would normally be All sleeping right, so with my sister. Sl- yeah, I appreciate it. You asked me a question. We're square. Yeah, we're square. We're square. All square. Right. Did you have any other questions you wanted to ask me, though? Yeah, can, can you hit play? Yeah, okay. Sure. Shut the I fuck up. Here we go. <laughs> Here. Heart hurts a little more, but um, I'm going to go ahead and hit play. Okay? Yeah. Here we go. I was wondering if you could send an officer over to my place to uh, have somebody physically removed. Who do you want removed? Um, just a girl. She's sleeping in my bed. She's in your bed right now? She's just snoring away like a train. Is that her snoring that I'm hearing? Uh, Yeah, she's snoring like a train. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like a dream? Like a train. (laughs) Like a train? (laughs) Who snores like a dream? (laughs) I don't know. That's what I thought he said. No. Snoring like a train. This guy calls from Waukesha, Wisconsin. Um... Asking police to come and remove a snoring woman (laughs) from his bed. Uh, When the police arrived, they said that he was drunk and uh, brought the woman home. 
uh, when he couldn't wake her up to stop snoring, he, he decided calling the police was the best the next thing. Uh, when they showed up, they were able to, to actually wake her up. They, they made sure she was safe, which is probably, you know, you think about it. It's good good, good in this situation. Made sure she was safe and as coherent as possible. Uh, she wasn't, like, in any danger and was, relatively speaking, healthy. And then they left telling the man that this was not a police matter. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine what happened wow. next? I mean, we don't know, but that had to be awkward. I wonder how their next date went. And they probably didn't go out for friggin' chocolate mint <laughs> ice cream. Oh, he really should have had a trundle. It's a lot easier to get rid of a girl when they're on a trundle bed, that's for sure. You know, I just realized in your last uh, piece there when you were talking about that crazy situation with your brother, mm. I, I had no idea what was going on there because I got into the wine. I'm just drinking out of a wine bottle. Mm-hmm. You have a bit of a script here, and I was supposed to be like interacting with you, so I just left you floating. You did. You super there. left me floating, and this is not going to be edited. So I, I want to give myself some credit and an award for, for the best monologue in supporting between two men and a thousand miles distance award. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you get for trying to set up like like uh, something that's supposed to sound like it's on the fly, but you know, I, I just don't roll well with that. I should also start factoring. I'm like, okay, by this part in the script, Jack might be drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just sucking on a bottle while you're talking about. I was like, I'm like half listening. I'm like, what? You're so what? Tell me more about this. You're like, no, no, this script, this script. I got funny things to say. If you say this thing, is funny. I couldn't even say the purple highlighting, man. Read the purple part of this script. That's you. It's like so obvious. Read it. You wouldn't even yeah. wouldn't even respond. Yeah the, yeah, the only purple thing that I'm looking at is like my own teeth and my reflection from drinking this Merlot. See if I can juice this thing. What do they call it when you stick the bottle up your ass and you try to butt chugging? I'm gonna butt chug. What it's called? I, I think that's called sin. <laughs> you almost spit wine yeah. on your microphone. That was cool. Uh, I would never do that. All no. right, sure. <laughs> well, both Jack and I's hearts are are bruised for his drinking tonight. <laughs> yeah, they are. My mind is singing hymns, and uh, Jack's is swimming. So, on that note, I think we'll leave you all at peace and hope that you throw up the stash and winter something on the middle of the middle white snow. Mm. Hugs, everyone. <laughs> Hey everyone, the operator and Jack let me do the goodbye message. They said as long as I don't swear into your earballs that I could do it. Thanks for listening, and hyperlink hyperlink something about Patreon, also Facebook, and more dumb things that the operator usually says at this point. Something something blah 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 about how much he loves you. And, so, much, hugs? Rodney, go to your room, I'm sorry everyone. So much hugs, 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 hugs.